Hi, I'm Sandra. This is a show of conversations about motherhood, parenting, and all the good stuff we call life. Follow me as I spread mommy joy and share my stories. This is a different kind of mommy. Welcome back. I'm your host, Sandra Sims, and thanks for tuning in again to A Different Kind of Mommy. I'm here with my special guest today. Her name is Sarah, and our topic today is mothering a son in today's climate. Hi, Sarah. Hello, Sandra. Thanks for joining us today in this wonderful podcast. Thank you. Happy Monday. Happy Monday and happy birthday, everyone. It's Sarah's birthday today. It was yesterday. It was oh, yesterday. yesterday. Okay. But yeah, no, I'm still, it's a birthday month, so I'm still celebrating. <laughs> What'd you do this weekend? I actually had some friends meet me up at a bar in Oakland, nice. so started that with the friends. Oh, where'd you go in Oakland? That's Mad like- Oak. Oh, right no. by the lake. Yeah, oh, that must be new. I've never heard of it. Um, It's been there for a few years. It's really, really okay. nice. It's fun. Um, good times with some, my friends. And then Sunday, family time. Nice. And um, had some Caribbean food for lunch. Ooh, so my kind of food. It was good. It was nice. What Relaxing. kind of food did you have? Where'd you go? Coconuts in Palo Alto. Okay, I've never been, but I have it like on one of my Yelp lists. That they said it's like it, one of the great places to go over there. It's really good. Like, what kind of Caribbean is it? Like a Jamaican? Jamaican? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So the goat curry, the Ooh. corn fritters. Oh, God. Yes. I miss that from our Brooklyn days where I had like tons of Caribbean food. Yeah. It's hard to find good Caribbean joints. Or that here. it's just Jamaican, right? Or so Jamaican. like people forget yeah. the rest of the Caribbean. So yeah. it's just one type of Caribbean. Yeah. You either have like Jamaican or Puerto Rican and, and that's it. And that's it. Yeah. yeah nothing else in between. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nice. No. I was looking at some of your pictures on Instagram. So you look like you had a good time. It was fun. What do you I do really... for the rest of the month? Rest of the month? I don't know. We'll Playing see. Playing it by ear? Well, next weekend, um, celebrating Mother's Day. Yes, well, like this weekend. Or this, yeah, yeah, this weekend, and um, I'll be going to a music festival by myself. Oh, for the first time. What? Tell me about it. <laughs> I, see, I like to do things like this because before I had my baby, everything mm-hmm. was by myself. Mm-hmm. So I miss those days where it was like I could just pick up and go. Now it's like I have a, a load and certain things I can't do by myself anymore. Yeah. No. Yeah. So. That will last for a couple of years, a few years, and then, you know. I get back again, to it. Again, you'll, you'll hit that phase again <laughs> where your child won't be, you know, dependent on you to that extent. Yeah, but I think I have a, a few more years than a yeah, few years. You have, okay, you have a few more years, yes, but it'll go by fast. It'll go by fast. Good. So what music festival are you going to? It's Blurry Vision. I've never heard of it. Um, it's the first time they're having it. It's in Oakland. Okay. Right under the Bay Bridge, actually, at a park. Really? I'm, I'm not sure of the name of the park. Okay. But, um, yeah, apparently there's a park right under the Bay Bridge on the Oakland side. What kind of festival? What kind of music? And, Is it like well, a mini me- bottle rock? No, no, it's not going to be like bottle rock. It's uh, Migos is headlining. Fancy. <laughs> <laughs> One of those, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going for the other artists: Anderson Pack, okay, um, Sango, Javier. Nice. Omar. So is this one day or like the weekend? It's a two day festival, but I'm only going for one, for one day. day. I think nice. I can do one day by myself for the first time. But I'm pretty sure you'll meet other people there. It's Oakland, so I'll it's kind of like yes. You will. <laughs> oh, nice! I might meet you out there tugging, looking for Sarah at this festival. <laughs> Join, come one, come all. 
good. So before we get started on today's topic, how about you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are and then a little bit about your son. Okay, so my name is Sarah and I wasn't born in this country. My parents came here from Dubai, so I was born in Dubai. Um, My parents are originally from Goa, which is in Mm -hmm. India, and I've been here now for 30 years, so I could say... You're like a Californian. I'm, I'm a Bay Area yes. person. I'm yes. not a native, of course, <laughs> but I have, um, I was raised here. And I have a soon-to-be 14-year-old. Wow. A Ugh. big 14, a big soon-to-be. He's super tall. He's very tall and he yeah. keeps growing and it's scary and it's sad. Um, but that felt weird saying that I'm going to have a 14-year-old. Yeah. Um, I had him when I was 23, actually. Fresh into like the final year of my MBA program. Yeah, so pretty young. Twenty three is young, but I guess it's still kind of normal for folks in their twenties. I get, Well, it. now yeah. I'm like, no, that's too young. <laughs> yeah, now it's young. No, well, now that young. you're a mother, it's young. <laughs> now that I'm a mother, no, that is too young. Everyone, that's too young. Yeah, I always say thirty. I think thirty is a perfect age, or in my opinion, thirty is a per. I was an older mom, so when I got pregnant, I was thirty eight, mm-hmm. but quickly became forty. I mean, whoops, quickly became 39. And so I gave birth when I was 39. And then maybe like almost four or five, six months from June to October, uh-huh. then I turned 40. But I love being an older mom. I, f- I don't feel like an older mom, but I also feel like you've traveled the world, you've gotten your education, you working, you might be financially stable or quotations depending where you are like in the world and in your job but but like you've done things you've done shit right and so i feel like older mom like 30s is perfect i agree like growing up so my mom had me at 40 okay and then she had my brother at 42 i like mom like i like <laughs> so don't listen to anyone when they say you can't have kids older i know when people oh, say I, that i'm like no. they make you feel like your uterus and everything is yes, a fossil it's gone it's so it's so not true. And I and I and I say this as a comparison. Like Janet Jackson had a baby at fifty. Granted, I know she has a shitload of help, but if we all have the same insides and depending on your energy and your finances and your health, I feel like you could you could do it. Like don't let these doctors and society tell you you can't have kids older. That's yeah. exactly how I feel because to each his own. Yes. It's all about how you view life, how you feel about life. And if I know people that can do it naturally. It's it's there. It exists. It, de- it so definitely. I, think, I mean, even if not naturally, if you can do it and you want to get it yeah, done, shit, just do it. Do it. Yeah. yeah. I loved being an older mom, and I look at people and I'm like, I could never have a kid in my 20s, right? Like, I'm just having too much fun, and especially I think the the world has changed now, and it's kind of like I want to do things and I want you to do things, and so like 20s are young. Have a good. You should be sleeping with a lot of men. Or women, you should be sleeping with a lot of everybody in your 20s so that by the time you're ready for your 30s, okay, maybe marriage, maybe somebody you're settled down with, and then you start thinking about, okay, I want to have a kid. But I feel like 30, 35 is even perfect for me. Like I I start feeling like people start finding out about complications around 35 ish. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like I tell my friends like, Hey, 35 is coming. Like I know what happened. It happened naturally for Mm -hmm. me, but 35 is kind of like, start thinking of your options, right? Like start thinking of, 
do you want to do you possibly want to and then start like thinking of your options because like i'm 40 and i feel like I still have a lot of energy and life to live. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, now I want another one. I feel like I want enough. Now, granted, I think I have personal caps for myself. Like I don't want to be 50 with like a newborn, but I feel like I do want another one. I'm going to be 42 this year in October. And I would, I have zero interest in being pregnant, but I really wish that I could just like, bam and have like, a two-year-old like that yeah yeah I, I think that tends to happen too I remember I went through a stage of thinking like that at one point um, I think I was about 25 26 and I wasn't in a relationship but I was I consider I was like maybe I should adopt because I was thinking about my son and mm-hmm. how I have a sibling see I tell people that all the time. I grew up with siblings, right? And so for me, it's like when I look at Summer, I'm like, she's alone. And I don't know what it's like to be alone. And mostly everybody that I know has siblings. And I know they say, oh, single kids are okay. They'll be okay. And I know she has cousins and she'll make friends. But it's still kind of like she's alone. At the end of the day, she's alone. And I feel like I've like... I'm to the point where I'm like, I'm going to sperm shop. I'm going (laughs) to do this shit, right? Because I'm like... I think I have a couple years in my head and my body where I'm like a couple years to really decide and finalize. Do I want to have another one? But it's hard because I'm a single mom, right? So I'm not in a relationship and daycare kills me. Finances kill me. And that's exactly what came to mind. Reality set in and I was like, you know what? Yes. I don't think it's fair for me to do that. So I am the, the... and I'm a Libra, right? So I'm the Libra balance scale, mm-hmm. right? The want versus the need. Yes. I cannot afford. And because I'm not in New York, right? With all my family. family. Yeah. I'm not, I don't have a surplus of family who can watch my kids. So no doubt for me is after maternity leave is back to work, mm-hmm. which equals daycare, which mm-hmm. equals in the Bay Area, ridiculous yeah. amount of money. It's rent. It's more than rent, it's right? Than rent. So for me, it's like the want I really want to have another baby and I want her to experience life together with a sibling versus the need of, I can't afford that shit. And the reality is, is like on one income, towing two kids and it's, it, it, the income, the finance wins. It has been winning for like the last year. And that's what it comes down to. Yeah. If you're living here, the finance is yeah. your top priority. Sadly. Especially if you're trying to hold down a family and yeah it's rough especially because i'm more like i'm not looking actively looking for someone to Mm -hmm. date to have that relationship with or to have that extra income with who knows it's not extra income would be nice (laughs) it's not looking great right now so i'm looking like other means and that would be to do it alone and it's hard it's hard it wins all the time yeah but you know what just if you really want to do it, just keep it in your head. Focus on it. I really want to, I'm putting in the atmosphere. Yeah. I really want to do it. I wish I was younger too because I would try to figure out someone to have it for me, right? Because I just don't want to be pregnant again. That's not cool when you're single. It's rough to be pregnant by yourself. But I do. I'm putting it in this air, everyone. I want to do it. So I'm going to be 42 and I've done steps. I've went sperm shopping. I've checked all my insides and I've got some eggs, good active. Surprisingly, the doctors are like, oh, you've got a good amount of eggs. 
Like I'm a fucking dinosaur. Well, I didn't think you were 42. So. See, oh, you didn't no, know? I did not know. Really? Like, oh, really? I did not know. Yes, this. yes. So I've got some. I have ten eggs left. They counted your eggs. They counted five in each ovary. And the guy was, and the doctor was like, I know we're going so off topic, but the doctor was like, you've got ten eggs, and I was like, oh shit, is that not? I'm like, I thought. Because you, you think like you have 10 periods billion, left? What does that mean? Billions, right? And I'm like, oh my God. I just knew I was going to be embarrassed. He was like, oh, you've got 10X left. Five, but first he said five, right? Because he's like, oh, well, you've got five. And I was like, shit, there goes my chances, right? And then he looks on the other side. He's like, you have five. And I was like, okay, so I've got 10X. This really means I'm zero chance. He was like, that's wonderful. I was like, that's wonderful? Yes, I'm an egg champ. I almost have a full carton, right? I'm like, I almost... <laughs> Almost a dozen. Almost have a dozen. <laughs> he's like, yeah, people your age normally have five or four altogether. And I was like, oh, wow. okay. So They love to discourage, don't they? Yeah. So he was like, if you want to do this, you want to do this right away. And he's like, at least freeze them. And I was like, oh, let me think about it, right? Because I'm like, if I freeze it, then that's going to give me options to wait. And I don't want to wait, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like... And he did mention normally as it... What he told me is that normally once your birthday comes you start losing those 10 right and so those die those 10 become like eight or seven whatever wow and of course you have to be healthy like you don't Mm -hmm. get any kind of any kind of health complications and then more die but those start dying as your birthdays start increasing so as of right now as i was 41 so i'm almost 42 i don't know if that means i'm gonna have eight eggs or nine eggs i don't know by october we'll see but yeah well, at least you're so planning. I was seriously planning. Information. My daughter was like a year old. He was like, what's your rush? I was like, my rush is I don't want to be 50 with a newborn and I want to see what's happening down there. He was like, yes, they'll start looking at it, start looking at the sperm. I went to the sperm banks and mm-hmm. I was like, that in itself is stressful, right? That's like looking for a job. I was just going to say, but girl. Shopping for sperm. Oh my God. That's, oh my that, God. that would be a lifetime decision. Yeah, yeah. And so... I started doing that and I kind of put it on hold when I was like, really, can you afford this? Like, really? Daycare? Daycare started flashing. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that was like, let's wait a little bit. (laughs) Well, you could put it on pause for now until something changes. We'll see. Takes place, comes into your life. I do want another one. Yeah, I want her to have a sibling. Yeah. And then I hear like one is great. Like, I think summer is a super easy, laid back, super great one first child to have but then i feel like just my luck i have that crazy second one that will drive me bananas <laughs> <laughs> it's the opposite of what you were expecting so okay your son is 14 when is he going to be 14 he'll be 14 in july soon yes any plans what's up what's happening at 14 what do 14 year old boys um, do so he just told me he wants to go to chick-fil-a Oh, yes. okay. like, and just eat there and or have a party eat. there? He doesn't want to have a party. Fancy. Yeah, he just wants to get ready for high school. He I just... love it. So what does what is ready for high school? What is it? his mind? Well, What's the high school like? Um, what he told me is, so I have a wedding to go to in Mexico in September, and I was planning on bringing him. Okay. And I told him, you know, you'd be missing four days of school. And he said, no, I don't want to miss my freshman year and I'm like you're not missing a year you're just, just missing, missing four, four days. days right 
It's like, no, do you know how hard it's going to be? I don't want to make it work. I don't want to start off my freshman year like oh, that. Oh, because, like, okay, so school starts in August. August, yeah. And then September, he would yeah, be so he, really quick. And I told him, I was like, you'd be a month in. And you know what? This is one way you're going to learn how to get back at life when shit happens. Life, when yeah, happen yeah, like when you have plans. you're going to have situations that happen where, hey, you're going to have to put your life on pause. But when you get back, figure out how yeah. to work things through. And I don't know. He's not. In terms of being like me, he's not really able to, you know, handle stuff like that. And okay, do so things. let's talk about that. Let's talk a little bit about his personality, okay. right? And the type of boy it, he is. Is he really kind of like a mature 13, 14 year old? He's still really the baby 13, 14 year old. How, how is he? What's his mentality? Because he's big. So, body wise, he's a big, tall boy. He's like, he, how tall is he? Um, last time he was measured, he was six foot tall. He's. Yeah, I saw the pictures of, of you two at the Warriors game. Oh, yeah. And I was like, good God, he's like already towering no, he's over. he's definitely towering over me. And how tall are you, just so we can get a feel of it? So I'm 5'4". Yeah, so same as me. Yeah. We're both 5'4". And he's huge. When I looked he's at those pictures, I was like, he's huge. And even with heels now, it's like, I got to wear six-inch heels you, in order to, have to walk like, on a ladder. <laughs> so be of his height. <laughs> yeah, so he's a big... Does he play basketball? He's a big kid. He yeah, plays basketball. basketball um, and I think it's always been like that growing up with him. When he was born, the doctor told me, oh, wow, he's above the charts. You're going to have a, a big, big boy. boy. Did you have a big pregnancy? Was he like a big in your belly? Or he was he just normal? He was eight pounds, two ounces. That's kind of big. Well, maybe yeah. not back in those days. It's probably average. Yeah. That's big now. Yeah. Now it's Vaginal big. birth? Yes. Whoa. Yes. Whoa. <laughs> He needed a suction too. Whoa! <laughs> did you get tears or anything? I did. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, not what I was expecting." But I, also at the same time, I didn't want to have a um, cesarean either. Okay. So, yes. Did you do it with drugs? I did. Good you know, for you. Going in, I was like, "No way! Don't give me an epidural. I'm yeah. all organic and natural." Oh, yeah. Hell no. And then I remember walking around with my brother in the hospital. And he was like, don't worry, you can do this. And I was like, I'm going to ask for the fucking drugs. <laughs> I, I can't. <laughs> it's, it's so funny because when I gave birth, like my sister could attest to this. She and I were in the room and my one of my things on my birth plan was I want to feel zero pain. Mm -hmm. Like I have shit to prove. I don't want to feel anything. So I want that epidural as soon as I can. But then... I go into kind of the hospital, get ready to have birth. And I was like, I kind of want to feel what these other mothers are feeling. I kind of want to just do it for a little bit. Girl, I felt those labor pains for like not even two hours. I think if I remember correctly, an hour and 45 minutes. And I was like, get that anesthesiologist in here ASAP. So then I get the drugs. All right, fast forward, I get the drugs. And it's the one where, I, I don't know what it was back in the day, but I could control the shit myself. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. You press the button, and when you feel the contractions coming, or when you look at the monitor and you see they're coming, you can control the shit yourself, right? So I'm like, because I don't oh want to feel shit. Oh, my God. My sister goes to the cath, and she was like, there's four bitches out there screaming and hollering, walking around. She was like, that would have been your ass. She was like, you wanted to feel it? You should hear them out there. And I was like, if I hear anybody screaming, I would I would lose my shit. Like, I, it is like excruciating pain. The, the little two hours. And 
I know that there are mommies out there who do it, so kudos to them. But what I felt in two hours, I will never forget that pain. Never. Yes. Never. I, I definitely agree. And kudos to the mommies that don't take any medication. I don't know how y'all do it, but you guys do it. So yes, that's like a super, <laughs> more power yeah, to you. I, yeah. Um, so that's good. You did yeah, it with the drugs. Okay. I did it with the epidural, and I remember when I got it. Um, I was like, oh my God, why don't they sell this Why on the is this not at home? <laughs> I need to see my medicine And everyone cabinet. was like, really? Because no one would be able to move around if they sold it on the street. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> like those people who are addicted to those other drugs, get an epidural. What is what is that medicine? Because whatever that medicine is. Wow. It was, yeah. I want those when I get best. cramps. I want it when I get a migraine. <laughs> I want it when I'm pissed off at work. I just want to pump that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is it, it's so good, but so bad apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so back to back to your son. Now tell us his name. What's his, his name? His name is Kaylin. Okay, Kaylin. Yes, Kaylin. Um, which means pure. It's an Irish name. And I means like pure. That. So when he was born, um, I right away I was like, okay, that's that's what his name's. Going I love to it. Be. No, is it the is it with a K or the C? A K. Y? Okay. Yeah, and I spelled it K A E L I N, which I noticed now is becoming a popular name. Well, I've heard that men. name before. Oh, okay. I was gonna say with girls. I've yeah. heard Kaylin. I like that I, though. Back then, it was more common with girls, but okay. now from what I'm noticing, like there's so it's become a unisex with the name, name. Kaylin. Yeah. yeah, and my son's like, oh my god, there's more Kaylins. No, <laughs> I was gonna be the first one. And I think the K A E makes it the Irish. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That's the Irish standard. Yeah. Nice. So, um. He, like I said, he was big from the beginning, and I feel like, you know, and also he's he's mi- of mixed race, so okay. he's African American too, and I think growing up, he's just always everyone just assumed he was just a bigger a bigger kid, bigger kid than is what he, he one is. of the biggest in his classes. He is because all kids are big now. If you ask me, yeah, they, t- all they kids tend are to big. run big. Yeah, he's definitely. When he stands with his friends, he's, he's definitely recognizable. And he's so cute, though. He's still he's still much of a baby face. He is he. When I look at him, and I've never seen him in person, only in pictures, he just looks big, but he looks like a baby. He he yeah. is still he's a gentle giant. Yeah. He has a very raspy voice. Oh. His voice is very recognizable. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's been the same ever since he was little, and of okay. course, it gets him into like issues at school because. Once again, not only is he big, not only is he black, he's he's got a voice. He's got a voice. And yeah. whenever things happen at school, the first thing who gets in trouble is he him because funny. guess what? Everyone can notice mm-hmm. where it's coming from. So he might not be the ringleader. He might just be a part of something. He's, he might be an innocent bystander just talking. Or he might like step in yeah. and he gets blamed. Yeah. yeah. And it's that because, you know, I have to tell him like, be mindful of your yeah. voice. like. But be mindful, period, right? Yes. In the climate that, we in, that we're in today, and this is why I wanted to have this topic, mm-hmm. and especially with you, because you do have that you do have that boy who's kind of in that middle stage, mm-hmm. right? So you're prepping him for the world, and you still want to maintain his innocence of him being a baby. He's still a kid, right? And so how do you deal with that? You have to tell him, watch your voice, watch what you say, watch who you're around. And you have to protect him from his race. Mm-hmm. You have to protect him from his culture, protect him from society, protect mm-hmm. him from the police, yes. the teachers. Like You have a big job right now, and I'm not envious. And how does that, what is that world for you guys? So it's it's really hard to maneuver, I think, in this day and age. And um, especially being a mom raising a young black man, 
I have to tell him things that, I mean, it might sound stupid to other parents, but, you know, when I tell him these things, he's like, Mom, you're ruined San Mateo. Calm down. So he still, he kind of feels like he doesn't, he doesn't understand yet. Well, how do you, even before that, how do you equip yourself? Like, how do you... How do you prepare for these conversations? Is his father in the picture? Do no. you get help? Okay, so you're the sole person having I'm these the conversations with him. What do you do? Do you have like this one-on-one with Sarah where you're like, okay, I have to talk to him now about this and this mm-hmm. is how I'm going to talk to him. Do you guys sit down and kind of watch the media? And like, how does this even begin? So I usually just smother him with all these, don't do this, be careful of this, you know. I tell him to really just be mindful. And when I tell him these things, he, of course, thinks I'm going nuts. Mm-hmm. But I, when you see things on TV, you know, young black men getting shot or pulled over or just anything that's tragic. Yeah. I tell him, like, when he walks out the house, I'm like, can you remove your hood from your head? He's right. like, why? Other kids wear hoods. I go, you're, yeah, you're, you're not, not in that situation anymore, right? It didn't matter. You're not in that situation, you know? And um, I think... Good, good instances when I feel that I could drop these little knowledge bombs on him because at the same time, I don't want to, you know, you don't want to scare him. I don't want to blanket him. I don't want to scare him. I don't want to think like this is how you have to think for the rest of your life. But he also has to realize be aware, be aware. It's It's a reality. And especially because everything in society that has happened to people, no one thought it would happen to them, right? So he's like, Mom, we live in San Mateo, which is white, pretty mm-hmm, much white. Mm-hmm. And it's probably getting blended here and there, but not like a Oakland or no, a Richmond, no. right? So yeah. it's still very white. Is he predominantly going to school with white kids? Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, majority of his friends are white and are, teachers. And teachers. Right. And so he's standing out. He's He's definitely standing out. And I feel like. You know, the community we live in is still not fully conscious or aware or up to par mm-hmm. with, you know, this day and age of thinking. They're, because they're not faced with it. Right? Not, it's not their reality. They're not faced with it. And I feel like everything that has taken place, like within a school and stuff, I'm. It's, it's time for education. So instead of going in angry when situations come up, which... Teaching moments. I have to, like, calm down, you know? Yeah, every time he tells me something, and then I have to go in and educate these people that work in the education field. And it's really sad because I feel like it should be universal. Agreed. Agreed. Universal as in... You would talk to any kind of child around sex education, yeah. around drugs, and, and just alcohol. be be mindful. Yeah. you know of what you say, what comes out your mouth. Your unconscious bias is becoming oh, vocal. It's huge. And it's, huge. it's 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 not even unconscious bias anymore. It's, it's like conscious, it's conscious bias. bias now. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and like it's surprising because wow, you really have the privilege where you feel comfortable to say that. And then you have the. You have the humans who kind of feel like children are beneath us anyway. So we get to say whatever the hell we want to to these kids mm-hmm. and then feel like there is no repercussions. Mm-hmm. We have no consequences and we're superior because we're adults and we're superior because we're white and we have privilege and we have more class. And I'm your teacher and I could talk to you and I'm in your community. I could talk to you how you feel like mm-hmm. it. So it's a different world. It's a different world. And um, he's had... so. There was a situation when one day he was walking home from school and it was in the middle of sixth grade. He's walking home and he's carrying his band instrument and a police pulls up. No. Okay. Tell me. Let's hear this. And. Was it San Mateo police? San Mateo police. Okay. 
pulls up to him and they asked him, oh, it was just one officer. Where, um, where, are you, where are you going? And he was like, home? He's like, oh, okay, where's home? Wow. And my son was, he called me up right after this happened because he said at that point he was scared because he didn't know if this guy was a real police right, officer. Right, right. Why did he just because pull up to talk to me? Because it's abnormal to pull up to me, right? Yeah. And broad daylight. Broad daylight. It was right after and school. And sixth, sixth grade is much yeah, younger. Yeah, sixth like... grade, yeah. And wow. um, my son pointed because he was like right over there, you know, right. he was within vicinity of right. our apartment building. And he was like, okay, um, we'll stay out of trouble. Right. See? And that was that. And my son was like, I wasn't even doing anything, though. And then for him to end the conversation with stay out of trouble, like. Yes. Yes. And it could have happened had your son been a different boy, right? Had he had a different personality and a different mood. It, like, that could have led to Lord knows what just from a simple roll up on you when nothing was happening right? yeah. and, and that's how things happen these yeah. days right and that so that's like things happen. an instance that happened to your son where it's kind of like i'm just walking home nothing's happening mm-hmm. and a cop approaches you yeah and so it's things like that like and it happened again recently you know my son goes to the ymca to play basketball mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he's becoming of that age where i want him to be that depend that independent man so he's like mom i want to go later in the evening because all the adults play, and I want to play with adults. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. He's like, I'm going to walk home. You know, the Y is literally around the corner mm-hmm. from our building. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, fine. I have to show him that I trust him because right. I do trust him, but, but I also not have to him. tell him I don't yes. trust society. Right. And um, sure enough, one night he was coming home, and it was like 9.45, and he like came up the stairs. He was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. I was like, what happened? He was like police officer I was walking and was just like following wow. me really slowly and there was two of them in the car wow and he's like and I just like looked and they just looked at me and then they they drove off and I'm like how scary you? is that yeah and that's why I told him I was like see Kaylin you have to wow I then, don't know what to tell you because yeah you weren't doing anything but you don't have to do anything you don't have to do anything these days so but then what do you do as a mother who hears this story right like your heart is probably racing your mind is going crazy you're upset and you're scared what what do you do how do you how do you not become this crazy fucking mom that's like I'm picking you up I'm taking you there I'm watching everything like how do you not become that mom and that's that's the thing like I that's exactly the reason why I want to do all this for him you know a lot of like people that I meet and then I tell them like oh yeah I'm picking up my son they're like oh but he's for you shouldn't be but at the same time not everyone knows yeah like if you have a child who is of African African-American descent like there is a different way to go about you have to you have to nurture differently now you have to nurture differently mm-hmm. and you just you have a lot more to you do be protective of of course of compared course. to other parents and and, you, and another parent may never experience may that. never experience yeah. or even understand that so it's not yeah. that i'm trying to spoil my child i i am trying to protect my child and i think that every parent right now who has a black son black nephews black period you understand that you understand that climate and what i hope is that other non-black families and mothers can empathize with that, right? Can understand and comfort you while you're like, I have to pick up my son. 
it clicks to you automatically to someone else that it's like she's protecting her kid and, mm-hmm. and that's what she has to do in this world. Mm-hmm. And not everyone has that instinct switch, but it's sad because you do as a mother who has a black son have a lot more work to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is just the beginning, right? Like we see things happening every single day. He is still young. What happens then when he becomes a full blown teenager into a man, it's kind of like, you're never going to get sleep. You're never going to be mm-hmm. like in a place where you're safe. It's just, this is happening to old men, right? This is yeah. ha- like, what do you, what do you do? And I think that's when not only do I have to educate myself in terms of like, what's, legal what's not legal i have to also share that information you have to talk about it him you have to talk about it yeah you can't keep him oblivious Mm -mm. he can't be in a world where it's protecting his innocence to the point where he just doesn't know what's happening so he needs to know that this is unfortunate and this is happening in the world and Mm -hmm. cops are doing this and you have to present yourself differently yeah yeah And, and you know i can't i can't teach him hate and I don't want to teach him hate um, because I told him not everyone who comes into their roles have that in mind. But right, right now, all the bad cops, they're setting a bad example for police right. in general. Right. Um, but these are the same kind of people that exist outside the police force. Agreed, too. right? These are teachers, right? These, these are, are teachers. Priests, these are counselors. 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 These are, it's everyone, right? So it's not just the police. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's the police that tend to have the authority and Correct. weapons that Correct. can right. change your life. Where someone else might be just an exchange of words. It might mm-hmm. be some racism. It might be some discrimination, mm-hmm. some hate. The police are the ones who are sadly taking action. Yeah. 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 Wow. And um, how, how is he when you have these talks with him? Besides kind of, I guess... The natural kid way was like, oh, mommy, don't worry about it. I'm okay. Nothing's happening to the other kids. Is this sad material? How do you think he's really internalizing it? Do you think that a part of him is is fearful that something might happen to him? Um, Do you think that your conversations with him are really resonating with him? Mm -hmm. He's really understanding and taking it. Like, what what do you feel? Um, It's... uh, uh, (laughs) I don't want to get emotional, (laughs) but... When I also tell him these things, you know, yeah, he says, oh, my God, you're doing too much. You know, you're stressing. Mm-hmm. And um, I also follow through with, Kaylin, you are a young king. Like, right. that is something you need to be that. proud of. And I don't want you to be ashamed of who you are or, you know, wish, oh, why was I born I like, like this? And why am I, why is this happening to me? I was like... Do you think that he sometimes feels like, I wish I wasn't black? Or I wish that I was like other friends who didn't have to, don't have to worry about and that? And he said that before. And oh. I'm like, don't ever, uh-huh. ever. Like, I'm tearing. This is making me cry. Yeah, no, it's hard to hear that coming from your child that, you know, who you see as this, like, best person in the world and... Yeah, his dad's not in the picture, but his culture, his roots, I always have to tell him, like, that side of you has gone through so much in life, and you're going to continue to go through that, but that is something you need to be proud of, because you have the capability to be put in any situation and still come out strong and still continue, you know, 
raising more kings and queens. Right. Like that is what right. you're capable of doing, and you need to realize that. You need to be proud of yourself, and so it, it, it's hard. It's hard but to hear it. I think if it, you know, the more he grows, the more he matures, he'll start to see things, and um, it won't just come from me. Or right. you know, come from other people, and like. Yesterday we were watching a show, um, Dear White People, and I've never watched it. It's like, actually really, it's really good. It's really good, and um, the Netflix one, right? The Netflix one, because the movie sucked. I never watched the movie. The movie sucked, and so now the series is better. Like maybe I have to check it out. I don't know. I've never watched the movie, but the show, I feel, it's a really good bonding time for yeah. him and I because good. it good it talks about everything race. I like that and good. So it opens it up for you, it, opens the platform It opens up. it up, and um, there was a, the episode we were watching yesterday where, you know, the older son, um, who's African-American, was peeing in the fountain with his white friends, and, you know, his dad found out, and his dad was like, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they're not mm-hmm. going to get in trouble nope. for this. Nope. You did. Like, out of... And in the worst trouble. That's the thing that happens with our trouble. kids, right? You get into the worst trouble. In the worst trouble. trouble. You will get the punishment of all punishments. Yeah. And it will stick with you, too. For life. For life. Yeah. If not, kill you, right? Exactly. If not, kill you. If for not, life. kill you. So, when things like that come up and he sees that and then, you know, that happened, I go, oh, that's funny. Who does that sound like? Right. And he's like... Looks at me like, okay, you're not crazy, like. Right, you have a you have a huge role because you're trying to raise a great gifted black boy who's going to turn into this wonderful, great black man mm-hmm. that potentially can change the world that we live in, right? And so you want him to know that he is wonderful. Like you said, he comes from kings. He comes from ancient years of struggle and he's Mm -hmm. going to have more struggles but be proud of who Mm -hmm. you are and i think that you you made it you made a good point where you want him to be proud of who he is right and not wish he wasn't something Mm -hmm. different because he's gifted as a black boy who's going to be a wonderful black man and a black father and so we have to teach our boys that this is a setback but this is going to make you stronger. You have to do certain things so that you don't become a part of the society that we are in today mm-hmm. so that you can become great. Yeah. yeah. No, it's the truth. The society that we're in, it's not just labels anymore. Mm-hmm. It's... Do you guys have a strong bond? Like I know it's just you and him and mm-hmm. he's getting a little bit older. So do you feel like he kind of pulls away now? He's at that certain age. But how's the bond? Do you feel like he can talk to you about anything? He does talk to me. Good. About, and sometimes I'm like, whoa, whoa, filter. You're not, you're not ready. <laughs> filter. I am your mom. And he's like, you're my best friend. I was like, only when you want me to be. But <laughs> is it good or bad though? Do you want do you want him to tell you everything, or do you want do you want the filter? Uh, no, we do talk about good. lots of things, especially since he's getting at that age, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and I tell him I'm like very, I'm very transparent with him like in terms of talking about drugs and sex and you know I told him I was like marijuana is fine but not for kids right I said you're not there yet you're not there yet and you know to me like I go kids um when they tend to use it it's because there's already issues there's already internal issues and then they jump to other things right that's the beginning it's the beginning it opens up for addiction I go but I'm never going to hate you if that you know if you 
ever did that or anything. I go, but I'm just letting you know that's something that happens when you're mature and you're grown and you're an adult. I go, but also at the same time, if you want to be a professional basketball player, you, you need to think about all stuff, that. Right. Yeah. He's like, I like that. So you kind of <laughs> piggyback into it what I he loves. I piggyback into it. I was like, you have choices. However, <laughs> just remember if you're trying to be, um, you know, a role model for other people, you want to make sure you're the best role model you could be. And, um, and then even same goes for like when we have conversations about sex. I'm like, I know you're a normal human being and you're a teen. I go, but at the same time, just know there's people out there that do things for attention and people yeah. that may want to do things with you for attention. Just, yeah. So I like you, that. you need to learn. I go, and also I go, sex is great. It's awesome. It's amazing. You have so much time. When you're old enough yeah. and mature and you, you understand know yourself it. and yeah. you may be able to like Agreed. know other people. But I like that you're having these conversations, right? Because think about how taboo it was for oh us. Oh my gosh, yeah. I don't think my mother ever talked to me about sex. Yes, no. Like, <sighs> who teaches you about sex? Your friends. Your and friends. You, and you learn the rough way, right? Yeah. And you learn early and then you learn when you're not prepared and you don't know shit, right? Yeah. But it's so human. It's so second nature. Like, why do, why are we afraid to talk about that shit? And we shouldn't be. It's, I feel like when you don't prepare them, mm -hmm. then they're left to the mercy of their friends mm -hmm. and then the internet and then trying to figure shit out mm -hmm. when it's like, let's have a conversation and I can tell you some research and I can tell you, yeah, when you're ready, you mm -hmm. talk to me and we prepare. Like, preparation with kids are so... It's so important. Now, granted, I ain't there yet. So I might be talking on my ass. <laughs> but it's just, I come, I really think about my father was a strict military man. My mom was kind of really, really quiet, really not into big, into conflict. There's, I remember asking my mom one day, what was a condom? I was like a teenager and I was fully aware of what the fuck a condom was, right? And my mom was like, oh, it's a place where people live. No, bitch. I didn't ask you what was a condo, right? I know. I'm really? Like, Did you hear me wrong? Condo. And I was just like, oh, okay. Let me, let me not. I will never forget that shit. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, were your parents born here? Well, my dad, but not my mom. Not, Def, mom. not yeah. from this so, country. Yeah. Once again totally different culture of right? course and taboo like this, what are you asking yeah like we cannot talk about you couldn't sex. even with my dad born you can't here, talk about hormones you cannot <laughs> talk about i don't even think i got like a period talk it was just like mom i think i got my period oh here use this do this and, and that was it like i didn't know what was happening to my body these are just like second nature mm -hmm. things it's going to happen why not have the conversation yeah yeah no i definitely i'm like it's better to be safe than sorry i agree i agree so, like we, we could have been like teenage pregnancy right yes. like it could be worse right yeah. and so that's what you want to prepare your son for like know the consequences and know the certain choices that you can make but know you have plenty of time to have sex mm -hmm. the sex you have right now at 13 14 years old Boys and girls, that is not real sex. And that's what I told <laughs> him. I was like, you will sex. not have any idea yeah. about anything oh at that God. at this age. So does he have any other like male role models that he maybe looks up to, he can converse with? What if there is no Sarah? If there is no Sarah, who does he talk to? So my younger brother. Good. And how old is he? Like he actually is he will be thirty five okay. at the end of this year. So okay. but he's been there. And he probably For sees me, him as like, oh, we're kind of buddies. He's a little yeah. brother. They're it's like, good. 
they're they're pretty much they're very close in age because when I had my son, my your father was around. My brother yeah. was twenty okay. years old, so, so he was there, young, he was but there. he knows better. Yeah, and I feel like he took the uncle role to like good the next level. Good because he's always been there for my son, and then he can hear life. From a male's perspective, he right? So maybe if mommy is overreacting, uh-huh. or if maybe mommy's gonna tell me no, I can't do things. Let me talk to my uncle mm-hmm. and see what he thinks. I like that. And does he? Does he really go to him? And they have their own bond too. They have too? their conversations Good. here and there, you know. Good. And I think at one time they even went to like it was a father son class down in Stanford. I love that. And my brother said it was pretty awkward, and funny because they had to talk <laughs> about everything. Um, so they, they definitely have their moments and I'm very grateful for having my brother Good. I in love our that. lives. Uh, I also have like a few male friends who my son sees every now and then, but they're African American. And then, you know, the last time one of them, Delancey took my son for a hike and they, and they talk to him. See, I like that. So he's getting, he's getting other perspectives mm-hmm. and other conversations. He's getting other perspectives. And, and like, like I try to keep my, my circle of friends as positive as possible. Good. Good. And that way my son can see like, Hey, these are, these are men just like you. Right. You know, they're successful. They're doing good. They're right. great to their women. It's so important that our boys see black men doing good, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want our black boys to just see crackheads and drug mm-hmm. dealers and crimes and, and rappers, right? There's just, what does, have yeah. you guys talked about, like, what does he want to be when he grows up? What What is his future? Like, yeah. It's funny because at one point in time, he wanted to be a scientist and find a cure for cancer, Oh, right? girl. Oh, I that love, was, that, that was would, at one point in time. That would I would, I would die happy. That was one point if my in daughter time. was like, I want to be a scientist. Yeah, no, he he did at one point, and then currently it's being a basketball, a basketball player, player because mm-hmm. he loves basketball and he loves being around like the coaches and Good. teams and okay. stuff. But he did tell me like I was like, what if basketball doesn't work? Like, right. what else would you? And he said, um, being a judge, so I could have some Ooh, say. I love that, right? In the legal system. Our boys don't ever want to be anything in the judicial system, in the legal system. And I love that. You could be basketball, and if something happens, yeah. the best thing to me is when athletes have their education. Exactly. Right? Please, get your education so that if it doesn't work out or if it... You just Whatever. never know. You just you never have know. a foundation to fall back on. I don't know any judges. I don't even know lawyers. Like, I just, it's not in my circle. But I mean, like, how great would that be if he went to school for basketball and just ran into, like, this black society of, like, lawyers and judges and it just, like, changed his mind and he wants to be, like, on the Supreme Court? I'm going to pray for you for that. Like, oh. I <laughs> Because Thank we need so these little jazz. boys to to have like big dreams so we can change the system. When I hear people talking about all the time, I think it's great to protest and to march. But at the end of the day, sadly, mm-hmm. that is not going to change these laws. And I want to hear little boys saying, I want to be a cop or I want to be a lawyer. Mm-hmm. I want to be a judge because that is what's going to change the society that we live in. Exactly. And they don't see those positive stuff, so they don't want to be that. Like, nobody wants yeah. to be the cop that's killing people. Exactly. And on social media, like, lawyers aren't promoting themselves. No, and judges no. aren't promoting themselves. So. I don't know any lawyers. I, this is, right? Like, imagine a great black lawyer, judge. My God. That's good. Yeah. 
And I, I told him, I was like, well, you're kind of already starting. He he has a part-time job, so he umpires Little League baseball Good. games. Good, so see, that's judging stuff, right? And so that's what I told like, him. I, I was like, like you got that. the ups and downs of that like because that. he said parents go crazy when he calls things, you know. And I, I was love like, you're going to have to deal with that if you ever become a judge because oh. not everyone's going to be satisfied with the outcome of the case. Okay, so let's wrap it up a little okay. bit. We're pushing time. So I like to end my podcast with two special questions that I give each person, right? Okay. And so let's finish this sentence. Before you leave this earth, I wish my son would. I wish he would achieve his current goal of becoming a professional basketball athlete. If that's what he wants to do, I'd like to see him actually go after it and get it. Nice. Unless, of course, the goal changes. Right. But whatever, get whatever the dream is. Whatever his dream is, I want to see him accomplish it. I like that. That's a good goal. That's so. a really good goal. Okay, one more thing. Every day as a mother, I learn what? Mindfulness. Mm. <laughs> mm. What does mindfulness mean for it, you? It means to, before I react, think about the situation, whether it's worth, you know, creating a battle for right and, oh um, pick your own battles right yeah and you know instill my patience and then try to go about it in a different way i like that mindfulness yes like, every are day. you are you spiritual sarah are you do you pray do you i do pray yes. okay yes i'm going to pray for you guys and we should all pray for all the little black boys out there but i want to pray specifically for you because you have a tough job and you're raising our future. All of our kids are our future, but you're raising our future. And so I'm going to pray that every night you look at him and your blessings and your prayers for him come true, but that we have your external mommy tribe pushing him in the good way. Oh, so sweet. I love you. I appreciate that. I really do. You're welcome. Of course. Your job is not easy. Like no mother's job is no easy. No mother's job. We will worry for the rest of our lives. I never, like, I'm a new mom. Like, my baby's about to be two years old. So I didn't, when my mother used to worry about us being on the streets and mm -hmm. being out there, I'd be like, ah, just, we just want to have a good time. You don't know that until you finally have kids and your worrying never ends. Never, never, never ends. And it's like, the older they get, you would think it goes down, but it doesn't. It does not. And then it's like, I just don't imagine. I don't know how these mothers have like five and six kids. If I had to worry about more than one kid, I'd go nuts. Yeah. I imagine. I always think I'm like, oh my God, how did my mom not kill me? Right. Like, right. And then you start ooh. thinking of all the shit you did. Yes. And I was like, karma is real. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for being my guest, Sarah. Thank, thank you, you so much. For having of me. course. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah. And stay tuned. Thank you, everyone. Anything else you want to close this with? No, I just want to say thank you for having me. Of and, course. And um, I'm so happy you're doing this. Thank you. It's like a labor of my love, but I'm loving it. It's really good, and I'm having conversations with people that I love around topics that we really need to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. So thanks, everyone. Stay tuned. Okay. Bye. Bye.